This is Meditations for Misfits, and I'm Fred Gruy. On this podcast, uh, it's my desire to try to share with you one of the practices that I personally do in my own attempt, my effort to, and I know this may sound weird, but to hear from God or to communicate with this divine being, this other, the sacred other, Uh, and how I try to access wisdom uh, on how to live a good life, an intentional life in the here and now. And so I want to offer in terms of a caveat, just as I begin this podcast, that in no way am I trying to convert you to my idea of God or to how I think you should operate your own spiritual practice. I would not be that presumptuous at all. I simply desire to share with you uh, some things I've found helpful in my own attempt to be a good human being, to be an alive, aware, awake, a kind and compassionate person. And so if this helps you, great. If it matches what you're already doing, great. I just simply offer it as a uh, suggestion that you might consider in your own uh, spiritual journey. So, What I tried to do, with that caveat out of the way, let's get down to what I'd like to share. So here's here's what I try to do. I I try to begin as many days as possible by learning to awaken to my surroundings and what's going on in the moment. I want to be very aware of of what the uh, psycho... Uh, analyst uh, Carl Jung, very famous uh, psychotherapist, calls synchronicity, where these uh, seemingly random uh, similarities pop up in my day as a way of hearing what the the creator, the this loving being we call God, might be trying to communicate to me. I look for these synchronicities to grab my attention. Now, underneath this search is a trust and a belief that this divine being we call God desires to communicate with me. And and this is not because I am special or that I'm better than anybody else or because I've attained some kind of uh, mystical, uh, mysterious knowledge that others don't have. Not at all. It is simply based on a belief that this God desires to have intimate relations, loving relationships with all of us. So here's an example of what I'm trying to talk about. Uh, The other morning, I was sitting on the couch in my living room as the day started, and I was reading uh, from a book uh, by Henry Nouwen. I love Henry Nouwen. He's one of my favorite writers. And this was an excerpt uh, taken from a letter he had written to a friend of his. And Nowen writes, what's most intimate is also what frightens us most. Where we are most ourselves, we're often strangers to others. And this is the painful part of being human. We fail to know our hidden centers, and so we live and die often without knowing who we really are. If we ask ourselves why we think, feel, and act in such and such a way, we often have no answer. Now, when I read that passage, it really struck me, and I highlighted, I use a pink highlighter to highlight things that touch me as a way to find my way through books. But that just really spoke to me to an inner um, 
emptiness that I'm feeling in my own life right now, feeling somewhat estranged from myself. I, I recently retired from my career of being a hospice chaplain, and so I'm looking, what should I be doing? What, what should I give myself to now that I am no longer a chaplain? Who am I? So this really touched me. So later that morning, I sat down to open my emails, and uh, there was a uh, I'm part of a list. I get emails from uh, something called the Templeton Foundation. They do research that's trying to marry a science and spiritual or psychological issues. And I like, I really like what they're about. But anyway, their email came and there were some articles in it. And one of them that I looked at was uh, an article called The Transformative Power of Humility by Daryl Von Tongren. And Von Tongren is a... Um, researcher in the uh, subject of humility. And so he wrote in the article, humility involves knowing yourself, that is, development of self-awareness, which I had just read earlier from Henry Nouwen, and reducing defensiveness and cultivating empathy. Von Tongren uh, continues, humility enhances our relationships. It's good for our health and reduces stress. And this is all verified through data. And he says, if we possess a genuine curiosity to learn from others, we see viewpoint diversity as a strength and not only a problem to be solved. And all of this requires that we build empathy and emotional attunement to others and a desire to see their perspective. Empathy is at the social center of humility. So how do I put all this then together? So I read these two different things. They came from totally two different sources, but they both struck my heart deeply. And so then I sit down and I pray and I I try to put this together. And so here's how I did it. So experiencing God's love for me, as Nouwen was writing, invites me into a greater self-awareness. And this self-awareness is fertile soil for humility, which opens my heart to see the perspective of others, not as, and, and not to see others as commodities for my own pleasure, but to learn from them, enhancing our relationships and decreasing my own stress level and f- fights with fear. Now, this experience of God's love for me comes as a grace. It can't be earned, and it is received in humility. So after skinny dipping in this ocean of grace uh, that I call prayer, and a friend of mine coined that phrase, skinny dipping in an ocean of grace, and equipped with this insight that as I experience God's love for me as a person and open my heart to others, I become more humble and open to the viewpoint in the stories of other people. Equipped with this insight, It's now safe for me to leave my house and interact with others on my day. So that's an example of what it is I'm trying to talk about. I felt that was a synchronicity, reading about self-awareness from Henry Nouwen and then getting an email from a researcher about humility that talked about self-awareness. And I tried to put those things together as they uh, address me in my own situation here and now as newly retired and what am I going to do with my life and how am I going to be? And uh, it just seemed to, to all touch me at a very deep level. So I perceive that. 
as communication from this divine other that we name God. Now, maybe I'm deluded, maybe I'm crazy, who knows. But the bottom line is, I think this whole process really helps me to become a a kinder, more compassionate human being, and that's my goal. Thanks so much for uh, taking the time to download the podcast and give it a listen. It really uh, means a lot to me that, uh, that you would entrust what I have to say into your own heart and life. I, I sincerely mean that. In conclusion for this podcast, I'd like to share a thought from the wonderful Henry Nouwen that I quoted earlier. And this is from uh, his book called The Return of the Prodigal Son, which is a wonderful read. But Nouwen writes, I'm beginning now to see how radically the character of my own spiritual journey will change when I no longer think of God as hiding out and making it as difficult as possible for me to find him or her, but instead as the one who is looking for me while I am doing the hiding. Questions like these raise a real issue, that of my own self-concept. Can I accept that I am worth looking for? And do I believe that there is a real desire in God to simply be with me?